You're listening to Pigs in a Podcast, the official K-Pig podcast featuring interviews with your favorite new and classic pig artists. Here's Jamie Coffis with a recent interview from Neighborhood Night. You got it on Pig Radio, KPIG 107.5 Freedom, KPYG 94.9 Cayuca San Luis Obispo, and KPig.com, streaming commercial free. It is Neighborhood Night, and that's brought to you by New Leaf Community Markets, rooted in the greater good since 1985. And I'm very excited to welcome onto the program tonight, Mr. Lawrence Juber. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing just fine. I'm very happy to be on KPIG. Right on, and we're happy to have you. You've been one of our favorites. Favorites for a very long time, and uh, well, thank you. Yeah, cool, man. Um, uh, you got some shows coming up up in the Bay Area um, with a group of, uh, of esteemed gentlemen, and you uh, you guys are playing at uh, a theater in Danville and San Jose, and then you're coming to the Kumbwa on Sunday the sixth, uh, performing the music of Rubber Soul and Band on the Run, and I'm excited to uh, talk more about that. But what what a uh, How's your summer going, and what's been keeping you busy of late? Oh, I've just been really busy. I've just finished producing an album for a friend of mine, an artist named T-Bear, hmm. um, for Quarto Valley Records. That's the label that did the Edgar Winter, my brother Johnny, um, album. Okay. That won the Grammy uh, last year. Nice. And um, that's kind of a cool thing. I've been working with uh, Tony Bronigal, who's one of the great, drummers that I've known since the 70s when he was in Crawler. And he, he works with Taj Mahal. He's Taj's regular drummer and producer. And so to making music that is like really interesting singer-songwriter stuff with mm. cool grooves and just stuff, kind of stuff actually that I think K-Pig you know, would be interested in playing. Yeah. Promote, promote, promote. <laughs> um, but uh, beyond that, um, I'm actually, I mean, in the Going back to you know real British invasion, I'm um, helping produce uh, an album for Billy J. Kramer that we're going to be doing at Abbey Road um, in London next month because uh, oh. he's going to be celebrating his 80th birthday, and with kind of as part of his birthday celebration, we've put together a batch of songs and a batch of musicians, and we're going to make a record in that historic studio. So awesome. that's kind of an exciting thing. Yeah, I'd, I'll say. Um, that's that's yeah. very exciting. A nice full circle moment for you. Um, I mean, just I'm sure just stepping in those doors is, is, a, is a special thing. Um, uh, I want to talk about a couple of your recent releases. Uh, 2022 was a, uh, was a, a group of songs uh, that was really not Beatles songs this time. Um, and also in 2020, you, you released a, another collection of Beatles, which I really like the name of, uh, uh, the Fab Fourth, which is an awesome <laughs> yeah. name. Select Blends was the, the 2022. Select Blends. Well, Select, Select Blends was, was what I drew from the audio of my Facebook live streams where ah. I called tea, tea Time with LJ, gotcha. which I did during COVID lockdown. I did over 250 of those. I lost count at some point. That's amazing. The spreadsheet got out of control. Yeah, but, I, but I called, like, I don't know, 15, 16, but I have many tracks from those performances, which were based, it was like a live album, but the audience was in cyberspace. Gotcha. Um, so that was kind of a, an interesting project. Um, 
And I've been recently writing some new stuff and doing some new arranging. And while I'm at Abbey Road next month, I'm actually going to spend the day recording um, for myself. Great. Um, re-recording some of my Beatle arrangements, for a, pro- pro- possibly for a vinyl release. Right on. And then a, a bunch of other stuff. And it's just kind of just because I haven't worked in that room for oh, over 40 years now. But I used to spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was in Wings, that was kind of part of our home base. And you kind of um, got your start uh, under George Martin even before that, right? So was, I don't know if you were well, working there. Well, kind of incidentally, yeah. um, I, was, I, I was starting to break into studio work, and um, I got asked to play on an album with an artist named Cleo Lane, the great jazz singer, married to a... Um, alto sax player named Johnny Dankworth, um, and they they were kind of like royal, like jazz royalty in England. Oh. And I got asked to play on this album of hers that um, George Martin was producing. So that was kind of a, a kind of a nice entree to that yeah. particular kind of studio work. And and that's what I did. I was, you know, my ambition was always to be a studio musician, and then I got asked to join Wings, and I couldn't really say no, even though I'd established myself as a studio player. And it just set my life and my playing in a completely different direction. Hmm. That's a, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I do love that quote of, well, couldn't really turn it down. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah I mean, I had to think about it you know, <laughs> deeply for a nanosecond. Yeah, <laughs> that's, but, uh, yeah it, that's cool. And so yeah, that, that's um, back in like, that's back in the late 70s. And, yeah, uh, that was 78. Okay, so and I was in the band through '81, including when he got busted in Tokyo. Right on, yeah, yeah. And now, <laughs> and now you're uh, you're performing uh, songs from Band on the Run and Rubber Soul, and you've been doing all you know your your contribution to the to the Beatles fan experience. I think is as valuable as of as anyone's. And uh, well. I, I consider myself Beatles adjacent. Oh, definitely. Yeah, at know? least. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, but, but, and it's, it's a fun thing to do to perform Beatle albums. And we've done a whole series of them at the Grammy Museum um, doing complete albums. We just last week did Revolver. Mm. Um, and doing that kind of thing is, um, it's because the Beatles music is really like, it's, the rock canon, yep. just in the same way as Beethoven, Mozart, Haydn, mm-hmm. Schubert, everybody, are the classical canon that, you know, this kind of, you can do Beatle music in, you know, what we call boots and shoes, you know, where the people that actually kind of dress up in the Sgt. Pepper outfits and mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff. Or you can be the other end of the spectrum, like the the Fab Four, where they you know they treat it like classical music, and in a way that's what we do. But because you've also got me and John Jorgensen up front, um, being able to you know uh, interpret things a little bit more soloistically too, um, you get a really interesting show that comes out of it. I bet, yeah. But here's, a, here's an interesting KPIG-related connection here. Mm. That years ago, the helicopters were booked to do a KPIG um, festival at the fairground. And 
Will Ray couldn't do the gig. And I, I got pulled in to substitute for Will Ray. And that was really my kind of bond, my real bonding experience with John Jorgensen. Mm. Was, playing, was playing a helicopter gig for KPIC. Um, and that was back in, I guess, back in the 90s. But John and I had done a lot of studio work together, but that was the first time we'd been on stage together. And then since then, we've done it multiple times. Um, and you know, he's one of my favorite guitar players to work with. And he's also, he plays saxophone and clarinet. And um, in this band, we all sing. Jeff Allen Ross, the keyboard player, is Peter Ash's right-hand man, is also, he was in Bad Finger. Um, for a period, he um, he has he has great voice. There's also a, a great keyboard player, and then Rob, Rob Bonfiglio is um, plays with both Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys, yeah. which is a rare feat. But you know that's probably because Brian Wilson is his father-in-law, mm. and that in itself must be an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but Rob's terrific, and he sings and he plays guitar. So you've got, like, the three guitar players. Um, and then um, Bill Sinkay, the bass player, was Neil Diamond's bass player for years. And um, uh, Christopher Alex, the drummer, played with um, Mike Nesmith's band, amongst many other people. And, and it's, a really, it's a really tight ensemble, and we respect the music, but we also have fun with it. Yeah, and you were telling me that you guys have, have done a, a fair amount of these types of things, at least in, in kind of in different iterations, but it, it's not like you guys haven't played with each other before. Yeah, I mean, we've been playing with each other a lot, and it's kind of coalesced into this band. Mm -hmm. um, they would, to begin with, the series of the Grammy Museum that we were doing, they were bringing more guest singers. Uh -huh. um, um, but we really kind of said, you know, this works best when it's just a self-contained band. So, you know, even though we don't really have a name, I actually, I call it the rubber band because it's rubber soul and band on the rug. Oh, I like it, um, yeah. But, um, but it's just, it's, we're doing it because, you know, because we love to play this music. Yeah. And, we, and, and the ability to, <clears throat> to play together yeah. and, and to be in this live music environment is just so important. You know, as, as we get back to some kind of... Uh, um, cultural normality right. where people can actually go out and enjoy a show in a club <clears throat> and not have to worry about pandemics and stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a cast, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be just an amazing, amazing show. Um, got some more details about it. And in fact, I have a couple, or I have a pair of tickets to give away to the Kumbwa show. I'll do that a little later. Uh, once Great. again, that's on August 6th, the Sunday at... Uh, Kumbwa, great spot to hear some some Beatles music and some Paul McCartney and Wings stuff. Um, you know, this this stuff has been kind of you know as you've kind of explained to us, kind of it's it's woven into your career in and out. And I'm kind of curious, you know, now this go around, um, you know, you've done it, the, the Beatles and Paul in so many different ways, and, and of course your solo style is is the way we're most familiar with it, uh, mm -hmm. uh, being from uh, on KPIG, that is, but. I'm curious, um, this, this go-around, uh, does, does something else new ever get uh, kind of knocked loose with these songs? You kind of, you know, I know you've played them so many times, you ever kind of hear something new or, or see them from a oh, different perspective? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's moments of spontaneity because you can't, you know, we're improvisers too. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I mean, and, and you know, while you, you can't exactly be a jam band on Beatle tunes, we do, you know, pick our spots where we can actually stretch out and, you know, and, and have that, you know, at least seek transcendence, if not achieve it. But it gets pretty transcendent, you know, especially when you're playing these kind of tunes. Yeah, um, it's some of the, like you said, it's in the canon. It's Rubber Soul and Band on the Run. You, you know, that's that's uh, you know 120 minutes of just some of the most seminal <laughs> music that anyone. I mean, I, I don't know if I could even. It seems almost a little overwhelming to go watch that in a way. Like, well, no, I mean, it's it's embracing it. Right. It is okay. Yeah. The familiarity, but you know, it's funny because Rubber Soul was a different album in America than it was in England. Mm. The English version of Rubber Soul of starts with Drive My Car, uh. whereas the American one starts with I've Just Seen a Face, uh-huh. which is actually how we're doing it in the show. Uh-huh. Um, and um, because Capital was really marketing it as like a folk rock album in 1965 because that was, you know, the birds and right. Dylan and everything else. Yeah, the psychedelic cover and yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I had well, you know, it was a wide angle lens that right. kind of like twisted things a little bit. Uh-huh. And and but but the rubber soul title really refers to the the English version because if you listen, if you you know, if you listen to the way I listen to music and you listen to what the kick drum and the bass are doing together, you know, it's obvious that you know, Paul's been listening to James Jameson mm. and Ringo is just, you know, just doing Cool groove stuff. I mean, you know, things that you you, t- you kind of take for granted until you really start listening. And that's one of the joys of doing these kind of shows is, that, you know, that it, it forces us to be students of the music. Yeah. Because you want to you want to kind of get into it on a granular level. And and that's one thing that I love about the Beatles' music is that I can never listen to the same recording twice without hearing something slightly different. Yeah, and, yeah, and they did so many. I mean, they, they used the studio to such an advantage, um, and I, I think especially around that era. I mean, you probably have a different. You know, you'll have a more. Uh, co- uh, uh, I don't know. You'll have a better perspective on this than I. But uh, those revolver and, and rubber soul, I kind of, uh, I kind of put them in together in a way, and I feel like those were the ones that really um, they they took a big step in terms of their use of the studio i felt like oh absolutely and uh um, it's just so there, yeah like you said every song there, there's just a couple little bells and whistles that you might not have heard uh for a while and then those kind of come back to the forefront and and i, I bet that's a real blast for you guys kind of try to approach that and kind of you know yeah i mean t- we, tackle you, know, that. you try and catch the important parts yeah you know and and for me it's like it's getting inside the music and having been a studio musician for my whole career Uh to be able to picture what was going through George's mind and fingers while he was playing a particular part. Yeah. Because when you're looking for it on the guitar, you're looking for, you know, where, what's the right fingering, you know, what inspired him to do this? You know, in certain Beatle licks, you can kind of find other records that inspired those particular licks. Or, you know, George may be playing a little Chuck Berry or a little um, uh, Chet Atkins. And, and, you know, just 
looking for his influences. And then, of course, with the latest stuff, when you know you get into this glorious slide playing that he was yeah. doing, I mean, it's just you really, you know, it's it one gains a deeper appreciation for the musicianship. Indeed, indeed, and and I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, um, getting to dive into that that uh, documentary, the Get Back thing, and kind of seeing it from the inside a little bit, uh, another uh, level of appreciation um, and just, like, respect and, and pretty cool stuff. It, you know, like you said, you can listen to these albums, and we all have so many times, and you can still come up with something new and something interesting that you haven't heard before. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, it's, just, it's the nature of, you know, what they, they were tapping into something that was you know, an order of magnitude above almost everybody else. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, certainly there are other, other artists that have had, you know, equal high points. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just in terms of the fact that the Beatles is a completely self-contained universe. Yeah. You know, that from, from the Please Please Me album through to, to um, Let It Be an Abbey Road, incredible amount in the space of you know what eight years yeah it's insane yeah and and you know it's just this and yeah like you said there's plenty of 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 you know countless artists that have reached insane high points as well but i feel like the reach that they had and just the amount of us that are so you know touched by it and uh it's it's so important to so many people um and uh and like you said all these adjacent artists like yourself and you get to hear these it it all is part of this like gospel and uh, it's a religion mm-hmm. you know and uh well, yeah. you know J- Jimi hendrix referred to what he did as electric church music mm-hmm. yeah. and and i think you're right it, it's I, I i hesitate to refer to it as religion it's certainly there's a spirituality about right, it right right because because there's community involved in it mm-hmm. because you know, the the fans really are a community um, and we feel that when we're performing too, because everybody's, you know, we did when we did um, Revolver, and everybody's singing along with Yellow Submarine. Yeah, you know, it's it is like it, it's kind of like a, a, a service in a way. Yeah. Um, but you know, in in many with many meanings to that word too, because um, it's it's religious, but then it's something a lot more than that too. And, and besides which, it's cool rock and roll. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I'm talking to Lawrence Juber. Uh, he's coming to town with a with a, a great group of fellows, John Jorgensen and others, um, performing the music of Rubber Soul and the band On the Run. He'll be in Danville at the Village Theater, uh, San Jose at the uh, Tabard Theater, and our Cumbois Jazz Center here in Santa Cruz. That's going to be on August 4th, 5th, and 6th, respectively. The Cumbois show is on Sunday the 6th. Um, you can go check out keithputney.com for tickets to these shows, and I'm sure they're going real quick. Um, I'll have a pair of tickets here to give away in just a moment. Um, Lawrence, it was such a pleasure talking to you. I could chat with you all night about this, and uh, you know, there's, we barely even tapped the surface on on your your solo work. And I, I'm, I'm I would have, you know, I'm we're such a huge fan of you uh, around here. Well, thanks. And, uh, that, yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Indeed, so, um, we'll save that. We'll save that till the next time I'm doing a solo show at Cumbois. Yeah, sounds good. You let us know, and you're welcome anytime, anytime. I've got a couple of songs of yours queued up. Uh, and uh, hey, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. 
You're very welcome. Thank you. All right. Lawrence yes. Juber here on Pig, and let's hear a little bit of Lawrence on the Pig. Thanks for listening to Pigs in a Podcast. Remember to check out the entire archive at kpig.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and we'll send you the newest episodes automatically as soon as they're ready.